0: Well, I just got here, so I'm going to get started. He's going to be here before we even know it, and I just need to get warmed up and kind of, I guess, give people a rundown of what's going to be happening. Yeah, no, I'm going to be right in there and recording in no time. Okay. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Hey all you witches, Little A here, and yes, you guessed it, still in my parents' trailer. And well, today the Crypt Keeper and I talk about the Ouija board, the history of it, and one of my favorite childhood memories at the Tillamook County Fair the pig and fork races. That is a sport that most people are unaware of and it takes a strong competitor and athlete to be able to do such an event. So we're going to dish about that. Stay tuned witches. It's going to get real. Little A here. And, once again, in my parents' trailer. And, I have my Magic 8-Ball here. And, I just want to go over some, maybe, I guess, my favorite childhood creepy games. So, one of them, Magic 8-Ball. Second one, a Ouija Board. And, I just wanted to remind the Crypt Keeper how much I love the Ouija Board. I... You know, even brought a little blanket, table cover, whatever. And uh, then I saw him sorting through his papers, and I saw a piece of an Ouija board catch the corner of my eye, almost like a shadow person. Yeah,
1: isn't that something? Um, Well, I tell you, I I do have some paperwork on this, on on Ouija boards, and I remember uh, kind of growing up, um, people were afraid of Ouija boards, um, and they. Well, I always ask why. I was just, you know, I was just one of those type of people that ask why. Why is that? Why is this? You know, I just. That was that was me.
0: You were that but kid, weren't you?
1: I was that kid. Yeah. You
0: were that kid. What is yeah. why in Italian?
1: Oh man, I tell you what. Well, you know what? Italians, if you tied our hands, we wouldn't be able to talk you
0: know i I but. feel you it's it's i'm going to have to look up some basic italian phrases it's weird i've been you know your other daughter's been looking up um well not looking up she's been taking Spanish lessons and then i've been taking German lessons, and I always like it's funny your face right there is like German well. Okay, so German I've always thought is very interesting. One, it's a very aggressive sounding language. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And then two, it's like, I already know basic Spanish. People already, like, expect me to know basic, like, Spanish and stuff. And so, like, I just, you know, I felt like, I don't know, like, basic German is just kind of interesting because it's like how often can you just say like you know some basic German stuff and so like I was learning like excuse me which is intricacy Uh yeah Uh yeah
1: Uh, you know I I have nothing against German uh people against the only thing um you know you don't see too many German restaurants
0: around Oh, you just—you're talking about the time that you got fed the sausage in the toilet.
1: My God, that thing! I—I'll tell you, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little different, okay. Anyhow, we—we're in Las Vegas uh, with uh, my son and his wife and um.
0: Tony, were you? I, oh yeah, I it was my twenty-first sh- birthday. I oh, was. That's right. <laughs> I was there but not there. <laughs> I noticed
1: we um anyhow what we did is uh we wanted to you know go out to a a, a highly recommended German re- uh, restaurant and I don't know who picked it but anyhow we go over there and man I'm just uh you know I I like um I like the German part with the beer you know um they've got great sense of beer. Anyhow, uh <clears throat> we decide we're going to go there and man, I'm seeing these huge pretzels that they were bringing around salted and I'm I'm thinking, man, this is the, I've died and gone to heaven. Or maybe not quite that far, but anyhow, I I'm looking and I don't understand the the thing at all, you know, the the menu. It was it was uh German to me. So anyhow, I don't know if I picked it or if somebody else helped pick it.
0: I think you liked the way it sounded when you said it.
1: Yeah, maybe that was it. But I mean, also
0: at this point, this was like a few days deep in on, you know, my birthday, my 21st birthday.
1: Oh, my God. And, you know. I didn't think she was ever going to...
0: You didn't think I was ever going to what?
1: (laughs) Come out of that one alive. But anyhow we go to the, the to the place in a German restaurant real nice. I'm looking at it, it it doesn't mean a thing to me um so i I'm not sure if i just said eh, that looks like that's good anyhow, so everybody else is ordering something different well and you
0: said like you said to bring you like I you said to bring something that you would remember, or something like that. You cho- you chose some sort of wording, I think, that made us all go, "Huh, huh. okay." Well,
1: you know, um, it it I thought it was going to be like a brockwurst sausage that was maybe over a barbecue and a and a roll. That's what I was. That's, that's what you what, were thinking was going to happen. This is what I'm thinking is coming. Anyhow, they start to bring the food out. And they have this container. It looks like a little toilet, you know. And I and they set it in front of me. And I thought, oh, well, what, what's this, you know? And um,
0: white floating sausage.
1: She opened up the lid, and there is these sausages floating around in there. And I'm telling you, you talk about losing an appetite in one hell of a hurry. That was me. Um, and everybody else w- was laughing and carrying on i guess i was i guess i was the entertainment for that evening but well, anyhow
0: i i think it was just funny because i think we all got normal food yeah. and you were like the only person that ended up getting something that was like totally not normal food but then not just normal not normal food but like on the level of like Ugh, like, I, what type of, okay, like, I mean, it was, there was some, there was some questionable color of the water, too.
1: Definitely, and I, I, I kept looking for the restroom sign, just to make sure it was still hanging up there somewhere above a door, but, um, it, it was, uh, that was memorable.
0: Oh, it was, Um, it was, yeah.
1: for your 21st birthday... I remember. Well, I probably, I remember. I'm sure you don't remember a darn thing about it.
0: Oh man, we we are we going to talk about my 21st? Oh
1: man, your 21st was
0: My 21st was a remarkable day in history.
1: It was. Well, it, it was, was my
0: golden birthday.
1: Yeah, that it was. And we went to uh, well, I don't know how many different casinos.
0: Well, you first we had. you first drove up to Washington.
1: To bring oh, me right. the
0: guinea, or not the guinea pig, the hedgehog. Right? Yeah. I drove
1: from Oregon to right out of Seattle. And uh, and then we made the trip uh, to Las Vegas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Drove all the way down there. And then we um, uh, were celebrating. And uh, I'll tell you... She was, um, feeling no pain, and probably one of the worst things that happened is they took her shopping.
0: Oh, and I totally did not remember shopping at the Gap. She Oh, my gosh.
1: We didn't think you'd remember
0: it. Well, I, yeah, I don't think anyone thought I was going to remember that. No. I mean, no one gets that drunk shopping at the Gap and remembers it, and I mean, I just, yeah, oh, my gosh. It was, uh... She, that I forgot.
1: She come out of that store
0: I totally forgot about it. With
1: boxes and and bags and bags and I'm going, Holy crape, what you know, she bought a section of this store, you know.
0: <laughs> What's the craziest part too is I actually was able to get on the plane without any of so I actually turned 21 the night before, right? Um, so okay, so I didn't know that in Washington you can't buy alcohol 24 hours a day because I was not 21, so I had never purchased alcohol. Right. So, what ends up happening is, um, I worked that morning, so on my way to work and I start work at like I think 4.30 in the morning or something, I stop by, um, 7 and I go over to a liquor, you know, beer area, and I, like, grab some beer and grab a bottle of wine. I walk up, and I'm all proud of myself and slap my money and my uh, ID on the counter. And they're like, we don't sell call until, like, 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever it is. And I thought they were, like, bullshitting with me. And I'm like, no. And... I was like, give it to me. I'm like, I'm going to drink before I go to work. I'm like, I'm going to Las Vegas tonight, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, I was like big rolling. Like, they just like, like just skidded my dreams for the day. And I worked at a call center and I was on the supervisor line, which is like, basically, if you've ever worked at a call center on a supervisor line, the supervisor line is what ends up happening when someone says, I'm really pissed off and I want to talk to your boss, or your manager, or whatever. So, we get those calls. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, every time I ended (laughs) up getting that call, I was just... Yeah. It was was bad. It was was, bad. Yeah, so, I mean, there was days that mm -hmm. I wanted to day drink, and my best friend at the time, she was a bill collector, and she used to day drink at her work. So, it was kind of hilarious because then, uh, yeah.
1: Well, I tell you, um, she probably doesn't remember this either. I don't. I don't. we we we've got bags, boxes, you name it, and I I that was it. Anyhow, um, they uh, every time that we thought that hey that's it, that's it, I went under under a couple shirts or pants or whatever it was. But anyhow, afterwards we looked like we needed a moving van. I yeah. kid you not. Now, what are are we going to do now, right? Oh, yeah. Look, it's right down the way here. It is a roller coaster.
0: Oh. And I'm
1: going, no, no. Bad idea. But if she gets on that roller coaster, I hope she's in the last car. Because, and I knew she wasn't going to remember too much of this.
0: The pictures uh, from me not remembering that, I think, was what was great.
1: Yeah, it was um, it was quite a uh, thing. Um, it was uh 21st birthday to be uh, remembered and go down in history for you.
0: Oh my gosh, but, so I don't know if you remember this part of that as well. So I go on that roller coaster, and it was the New York, New York roller coaster. Yep. And I went on it with my oldest sibling, and then my sister-in-law went on it with... Um, their neighbor and their really good friend. That's like a family friend. Right, right, So you get pictures on it. Um, So, oldest brother is like, you know, just like he knows there's going to be a picture and everything. And he's having the greatest time of his life. I, on the other hand, unfortunately, once again, um, had dental issues. And so I was polygripping or fix-a-denting in my, uh, my actual tooth at the time. And so... We get midway on this, you know, roller coaster, and I'm shit face drunk, and I uh, I forgot that I have the most amazing father ever that was looking out for me, and actually took my fake tooth out of my mouth so that I didn't have to spend the rest of my my time without a tooth while I was in Vegas, so. I remember me, like, waking up the next morning being like, shit, I lost my tooth and everything. And, like, <laughs> luckily, I didn't lose my tooth because he was a good man.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, um, I I thought for sure I'd probably lose a couple fingers trying to get that tooth out of there. But all's well that ends well. And uh, everybody had a good time. We told uh, um, our little one here... Um, uh, what kind of a, you know, a time she had. And she was amazed at how much fun she had.
0: I I remember that I woke up one day and I forgot that you get so dehydrated in Vegas in the middle of the night, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I guess, didn't really know how dehydrated you got from drinking alcohol as well. And I remember quite a few times I'd woken up and I'd be like, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. And you're like, oh, that's just dehydration. And yeah. so you had like, you had showed me like how you have to hydrate before you go to bed in like a more extreme fashion than have the water ready. Um, so, you know, have you ever thought about what you would want to ask the Ouija board
1: um, let's get back to that Ouija board. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got some info here that, uh, I'm going to try to get through and without boring you to death. And it's called the strange and mysterious history of the Ouija board. Is it a tool of the devil? Is it a harmless family game or a fascinating glimpse into the non-conscious mind? That is one uh, thing to think about here. And uh, this uh, the mysterious um, board, the flat board with letters of the alphabet arrayed in two semicircles above the numbers zero and nine, the words yes and no in the uppermost corners, goodbye at the bottom, accompanied by a planchette, a teardrop shaped A planchette. Device. A planchette. Okay. I'm
0: like, I know exactly how to say that business.
1: Well, with a small window in the body used to maneuver around the board, the idea was that two or more people could sit around the board, place their fingertips on the planchette, pose a question, and watch them found it as the planchette moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answer seemingly of its own accord. The biggest difference in it is the materials that uh, what it, uh, The board now is usually cardboard rather than wood, and the planchette is plastic. Um, even psychologists believe that it may offer a link between the known and the unknown. <clears throat> the Ouija board came straight out of the American 19th century obsession with spiritualism, the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. Uh, and there also uh, with created channeling in parlors across the states. Uh, that was in 1848. Communicating uh, oh, Civil War spiritualism gained adherence in, dro- in droves, people desperate to contact with loved ones who had gone away to war and never came home. Communicating with the dead was common. It wasn't seen as bizarre or weird. Um, Imagine now, it's hard to even imagine now that we look at it and think why are you opening the gates of hell? But opening the gates of hell wasn't on anybody's mind when they started the Canard Novelty Company. The first producers of the Ouija board In fact, they were mostly looking to open America's wallets. Anyhow, it says, why shouldn't uh, spirits be this easy to reach? Um, Well, that's a good question. Next is Charles Kennard of Baltimore, Maryland, who acted on it. In 1890, he pulled together a group of four other investors, including Elijah Bond's A local eternity, Curl Washington Bowie, a surveyor, and start the Kennard, to start the Kennard Novelty Company to exclusively make the market, market these new boards. None of the men were spiritualists, really, but they were all for them keen businessmen, and they just found a niche. Um, Ouija. When that was asked what it meant, the board replied, Good luck. Eerie and cryptic, but for the fact that Peters acknowledged uh, that she was wearing a locket bearing the picture of a woman. The name Wuji was above her head. That's the way the story emerged from the Ouija founders. Letters and very possible that the woman in the locket was famous Arthur and popular women's rights activist, Ouija, whom Peter admired, and that is how the Ouija was misreading misread- of that.
0: So that was, um, uh, it was kind of interesting because I actually, <laughs> I just feel like I read or uh, heard something about that, uh, like deja well, vuish. Did you send this to me?
1: I may have.
0: Okay, okay, okay. This makes sense okay. now, because I'm like, I feel like my brain is putting this already in the piece. Go ahead, go ahead, sir. I'm still learning. The
1: chief path, patent officer demanded a demonstration if the board could accurately spell out his name, which was supposed to be unknown to Bond and Peters. He'd allow the patent application to proceed. They all sat down communed with the spirits and the plochette, faithfully spelled out of the patent officer's name, whether it was not or it was mystical spirits or the fact that, that Bond, as a patent attorney, may have just known the man's name. Well, that's unclear. But on February the 10th, 1891 a white-faced and visibly shaken patent officer awarded Bond a patent for his new toy or game. The first patent officer's uh, no explanation as to how the device works, just asserts that it does. And it was a moneymaker. In 1892, the Kenard Novelty Company went from one factory in Baltimore to two in Baltimore, two in New York, two in Chicago, and one in London. Uh, Over five months, in 1944, a single New York department store sold 50,000 of them in, uh, in 1967, the year after the Parker Brothers bought the game from fluid company, two million boards were sold. Outselling Monopoly that same year saw more American troops in Vietnam, a counterculture summer of the love in San Francisco and a race riots in Newark, Detroit, Minneapolis and Milwaukee. In 1921 the New York Times reported that a Chicago woman being sent to a psychiatrist uh, Psychiatry Hospital tried to explain to the doctors that she wasn't suffering from um, Malaya, but that Uji Spirit um, had told her to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for 15 days before burying her in the backyard. In 1930, a newspaper reader thrilled to the accounts to the accounts of the board, how spooky they were rather than spiritual, with a distinct func- frisson of danger. And the But the real question, the one everyone wants to know is, how do Ouija boards work? Ouija boards are not, scientists say, powered by any spirits or even demons. Disappointing, but also potentially useful uh, because they were powered by us. Even when we protest and we're not doing it, we swear Ouija boards work on the I- item meter. Okay. Uh, examining these automatic muscular motions that take place without conscious will, or... Vitalation of the individuals. Think crying in reaction to a sad film. Okay, let's see. Ouija boards, pendulum, and these small tables—they're all devices by whereby a quiet, small, muscular movement can cause quite a large effect. Placenti, in particulars, are well suited for their task. Many used to be constructed of a lightweight wooden board and fitted with a small casters to help them move more smoothly and freely. Now, they're usually plastic and have felt feet, which also help it to slide the, over the board easily. The board does offer a link between the known and the unknown. Just not the unknown that everybody wanted to believe it was. And that is what we know about the Ouija board.
0: That was really interesting. I can't actually think of the last time that I knew all of that about the Ouija board. I did know a little bit about it, and I did know too that the Ouija board um had a really big increase in sales throughout the years whenever there was a big um war. Did you know that
1: yes, they were trying to uh they thought they would be able to uh get with the spirits of the
0: of the their soldiers
1: that were, you know, were yeah were hurt,
0: yeah, it was kind of crazy to think of how that was something that really I guess, came for uh, people.
1: Well, it, maybe they just thought it, you know, um, it's worth a try. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least we tried and, you know, um, that's what it's all about. But, uh, yeah, it is It is pretty... Um, I know, like I said, growing up, boy, it's, you know, we'd try to figure out some play cards or what have you, and um, <clears throat> they would... Uh, bring up the word Ouija board, hey, whoop, everybody, man, their eyes got big and everybody stepped back and, ooh, man, I don't think we're ready for this. Um, so it, it it did put a lot of fear in a certain amount of people, that's for sure.
0: So I had people asking when we were going to start getting us some, uh, some merchandise because apparently people think we're pretty funny. And we have some great scenes. And uh well, we've had some people bring up some interesting options. I had a couple people saying we should get water bottles, um, with our phrases on it where it's like, Hey, you know, when you've been hanging out with the thirsty witches too much. Um, we also had people that had said, you know, sunglasses um from when you've been you know, up too late with us as far as, you know, worshipping the moon, listening to too many of our podcast episodes, maybe, uh, you know, the Dark Passenger of Tequila Marie came out. Um, They had also talked about uh, umbrellas as well as ice packs. Um, I mean, do you have any, uh, any ideas that you want to throw out there, people, now that you guys have asked? We're actually looking at it. What do you think, Crip Keeper? What would you want to have? Boy,
1: you know, um, I've been through this a couple times. Uh, I had um, a um, well, I was in real estate. Uh, that was a that's another story. Talk about I, horror stories. Well, it's always I, funny
0: because I feel like one of them that like I feel like catchphrases that we've said or that people have said that we have said. One of them was when uh, you were talking about real estate and we said that, you know, your wife loved it, you hated it, and we did it for five years or something like that. And it's like, I mean, that's that's kind of the type of stuff that people want merch with is, I mean...
1: Well, you know, um, I, a lot of people make, make it sound uh, really smooth. You know, you become a realtor and automatically you better start opening up bank accounts um doesn't really come that way too often you know um and you have to be in real estate for a lot of years um to build up a strong clientele um myself I, like i said before i hated it okay and i guess it it uh i think the one of the one of the toughest things for me to swallow at it, First thing I'd ask somebody is, hey, are you working with another realtor? Oh, no, no, no. And then you see them out looking at houses with a different realtor.
0: Oh, that's scandalous. Um, Those hoes. And,
1: um, you know, um, at that point, um, maybe you misunderstood me, so I'll clean it up, a little clarification here. And that is, you have a new realtor, enjoy, and I was out of there. But it's not for everyone. It's, you know, it's the way it is. Um, the other thing, uh, I had a, um, well, you know my business there with the uh, metal polish, um, which I sold for over 12 years. And I, in all honesty, I would still be, you know, selling it now. I have people calling me up Um all the time, wanting to to more polish. Unfortunately, uh, the gentleman that uh, owned the company passed away. His wife inherited the business, and uh, it wasn't really in her heart um, to go ahead and continue with it. So, um, that's it, it shut down and we shut down. But again, that, uh, stuff like that, we would pass out uh, a lot of info sheets. We would pass out uh, different things, you know. Uh, there's a lot out there. But let us know what what you guys would be interested in.
0: So and do you uh, do you remember the Pig and Four Graces?
1: Oh, how can I forget?
0: you okay. want to, you know, maybe talk about some Pig and Four Graces for the people who are not familiar with such a topic or, I guess, a great sport. Well. Because I would say that's a sport, and you have to be a competitor. You do. On many levels.
1: A a lot goes into it. Uh, The the pig and ford races. Okay. Uh, You could go online, and you could look it up, and and it'll tell you all the, you know, the good stuff about it. Um, it, um, It was a... My first move to to uh, Tillamook, one of the uh, there was a lot of different things that I had to learn um, of, about the area and about some of the some of the things that you know they do for excitement and and what have you, and um, they said, well, the, the, the first thing, man, you got it. They're going to be having the, uh, you know, the the. Boy, big uh, on going on deals of uh, at the fairgrounds. They're gonna have rides and they're gonna have their fair. That's what it was. And they said, and then they're gonna have the uh, pig and Ford races. So I thought, man, do I look like that? I'm gonna actually believe this. So anyhow. I uh, uh, there the advertising was going on and on, and so we did. We we uh, went to the Pig and Ford races, and uh, a few friend of my, a few friends of mine were telling me about it, and, and what it entails is people uh, uh, had the old uh, old Fords, the old Model Ts, Model As, and they strip them down uh, for just like races, and what they would do then is they would race around the horse track. And uh, these people that have these have been... These cars have been in their family for years, okay? And uh, you can... uh, I mean, it it passes down. It passes... It's great.
0: It's amazing.
1: People just... I mean, you wouldn't believe how the crowd uh, really gets involved in it, too. So, anyhow... What they do is they get on the horse track, they ride around, and these are all opened. Uh, then they'll come around where they started and they'll jump out of their, uh, their, their Model A's, Model T's, whatever, turn, it, turn off the ignition, they run to the side, to the inside curve there where there is uh, wooden boxes all lined up. And they each have a little piggy in there.
0: Well, no, they're all now, wild. Well. Because they're yeah. not all individually in there. You have to, like, actually grab a little piggy.
1: You do. You have to grab them. And then you pick it up, pick up the the one pig that you got. You run over there. You, you have to start these, these cars up, and that is by a crank in front. You get it fired up. You get it started. You jump in there You're with a pig under one arm and you're driving around that track along with everybody else doing the same thing. Now, the the funny part is is the first lap these piggies they don't know what's going on. No. But I'll tell you, at coming on around that second lap, these pigs are squealing. I mean squealing and they're fighting and these guys are trying to hang on to it one hand uh the steering wheel with the other, and...
0: And you're just they, swapping out pigs and cranking, cranking old Fords.
1: That's it. And, and driving would,
0: as fast as you can.
1: There would be a, a, about four laps um, per race. And, um, like I said, it was uh they had a few people, you know, uh, get kind of excited. We had one guy there, he, they ran over his foot with uh, another one of the um, cars, but... But it was really, uh, really a fun event, and it brought in a lot of, you know, a lot of money, that's for darn sure.
0: So um, maybe that's where I started to have my pig obsession from. That could be. Was watching pig and ford races. Yep, yep, it's...
1: it, 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 it gets you.
0: <laughs> it's kind of funny, too, because we look over and we got, like, pigs. Yeah, we pigs all over the place here. We do, and, I mean, maybe, man, I bet you there was times that you were like... If we were to ever do a bachelor type dating show for well, my daughter here, it would have to be a pig and fork race. It would have to be. Because I mean, there's no doubt. And I'm uh, surprised I've actually never tried to bring home a baby pig.
1: And that surprises me.
0: I mean I I guess me. I never really thought about it. Um so we did have We had a person that had told us one of their childhood like favorite foods that they had, and I just busted it out and tried it, is canned cheese. Like the easy cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And chicken and a biscuit. And I was like, I have never put those two together. And they were like, look at the back. And when you look at the back of the box, they do have the easy cheese on different crackers, oh, but nice. I actually don't see them on the chicken and a biscuit.
1: Ah, uh, that's the one that's didn't. So I think why that is.
0: I think I think they are like, hey, if you want to get get down with it. Yeah. So, I tried it. Are you gonna try it? Not right now. I'm not. No. I'm. But I mean, pe- a- the people want to know what we think of their childhood. Oh, okay.
1: Favorites. So we're we're doing a. Uh,
0: Well, I mean, okay, so we we told people what, you know, we thought of something. Sure. And so they threw something out there for us. Um, I actually don't think it's the worst. Not the worst. Not the worst. Uh, So I'm actually going to let you go for that. I am also going to go grab a bottle of wine because, well, why not? why not? Why not? So, I have two different balls of wine right now. Um <laughs> You you're like I don't know what this brand of easy cheese. It's like it's so I I got that at Dollar General on my way into town. They were all out of the regular Nabisco easy cheese and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a hot seller out here in Merlin. And uh so I ended up having to get the, you know, the uh generic brand. But I did get the real chicken and biscuit. You know, it's not it's not bad really. Yeah? Yeah. Would you would you say it's a win? I would say uh, yeah? yeah? I would I would
1: think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, all right. Well okay. Well I guess maybe we will go ahead and pause. Take a little uh what what is it called? An intermission when you <laughs> normally go to a uh is it an orchestra or an opera or something that they normally have those? Uh, whatever you whatever Like a you fancy wanna. event normally. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're, you are you know. Sure. Yeah. 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 You don't want to interrupt a performer. Right. And obviously, I don't know if you guys can hear, we have a performer in the background. Yes, we do. Oh, my God. What a vocal puppy. So. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and take a little break. Well, witches, that is kind of a mini-episode, so go ahead and, I guess, take a little break just like what we're going to do. Refill your beverages, maybe, you know, just regain some energy by meditating or whatnot, and we will be back very soon with another riveting episode here at the Thirsty Witches Society in Southern Oregon from my parents' trailer. Later, witches! Witches!